So welcome to episode 18 of the Totally Folked podcast. This is number three from lockdown, which is uh, still a little bit surreal. Uh, but theoretically, hopefully, next month we can do this in person. Well, technically, we could have done it in person this month. Like, we are allowed to meet. Individuals from a household are allowed to meet. Yeah. But not in my garden. <laughs> only no. in the park. We'd have had to have trudged with all of our gin uh, <laughs> somewhere outside. Yeah, and... All the recording gear, which is fully portable and like all battery operated, so we could have done it. This is true, but uh, it just seemed like too much effort, really, when we could stay at home and drink <laughs> gin at home. <laughs> and more on what is a very delicious gin that I've consumed plenty of a little bit later. And also, I should say, as the intro you just heard there, a little fragment of intro music, hopefully brought a smile <laughs> to your face as well. Uh, that was uh, small gradilla, which is um, small frog dance of some sort. But basically, this is a a midsummer custom uh, from Sweden because we are finally there just about or we're approaching midsummer. Uh, yeah, and you can live stream Stonehenge on midsummer, the solstice. We can all be there from the comfort of our own bedrooms at half past four in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, having done it in person before, it's, it's a long, cold night to sleep through. Do we talk about the Swedish penis uh, polls at this point? Oh, that's probably a good time, <laughs> yeah. Um, for anyone who's looked at our social media pages and seen the, the picture we have been using uh, to advertise this podcast or you you will see it when you click onto this podcast that is part of a genuine midsummer ritual that's not just us yeah. choosing choosing things willy-nilly uh, <laughs> 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 uh, this part of this this whole custom which i suppose does it link in a little bit with our kind of idea of maypoles perhaps yeah yeah it's a fertility and they thing, are genuinely cool they are genuinely cool penis poles yeah yeah we're not making that up to be crass that that's, that's real and the, fro the frog song the frog song is part of the swedish midsummer tradition which encompasses the penis poles too and and when you so translate we're not it, making this up no, no. go and go look this is a genuine swedish folk tradition <laughs> and you will find in sweden frogs say ak 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 ku mm -hmm. they do which translates as quack 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 Quacker, apparently. What an odd frog. I think, I think they're confusing their frogs with their ducks. Got lost a little bit in the translation, I think. <laughs> oh, that, should we play some music? Yes, yes. Let's move <laughs> on to a track. Uh, it's new music as well. It is. And uh, yeah, this is... Um, I think we have played some tracks by them before. We have. We have indeed. Is it a new album that this is from? It is. It's um, a new album from Midnight Sky Racer. Is it out yet? It's out today. Ah. The very day of broadcast, ah. the 5th of June. Um, so the album's called Shadows on the Moon, and it's a lovely summery feel-good album. It's the right kind of music for now. Perfect. Yeah, and this is one of the singles called Average Faces. I just got one of those average faces. You don't know me and I don't know you. You think you see me in all kinds of places. Got no plans for messing with you. Let me tell you straight and better. I may need a lot, but it sure ain't you.
into uh, a track from Will Pound and this is still relatively new music isn't it? It is yes it's a new album from Will Pound called A Day Will Come which was released on the 8th of May and it's um, it's a, a little project it's not a Brexit album. Well, no not in name certainly. It's um, quite clear to state that it's not about Brexit um, but it is um, a, he's travelled around Europe collecting tunes and musicians the assistance of musicians from the 27 remaining countries of the eu so it at the time of uh at the time of recording surely there were 28 countries mm, and indeed at the time of our recording now like there he, are still 28 countries still 28. Yeah. he recorded this i think he was traveling last last year so that's a statement merely by omission perhaps but yeah um but yeah it's an album about identity music and home is what he says about it. So there are 14 tracks on the album. Um, each track is a pairing of two tunes, um, each from a different country, um, largely instrumental. Um, and we have chosen a track which represents the Netherlands and Spain. And apologies to Dutch. <laughs> it's, it's normally me trying these, so off you go. Um, it's called Carp from Varen El Candy. Thank you. 
Yeah, so that's an album that came out on the 8th of May. I really like that. He was supposed to be touring, like, now, I guess, with it. Mm. Weren't we all? It's just so w- a way of life now that no one's touring, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, it's interesting in the news just recently, we've had Prince Charles himself step forward as the patron of so many arts groups to say, we've got to do something now. This this really has to be addressed. Yeah. So many people are missing out. But But, you know, the big national... Like the Royal Albert Hall, the National Theatre, like huge institutions are all saying they're not going to survive this. It's not just the little grassroots venues that are in, in trouble. Although I did look it up at, and the Premiership Football earns £30 billion per year. Cool. The culture sector earns £100 billion a year for the UK economy. Oh, that's a tiny margin, is, barely any different. And which employs more people as well. I see. I've researched that before. That is the arts. The arts holds more yes, than indeed. all of the sporting sector, apparently. Indeed. Um, but yes, the task force announcement the other day did indicate quite clearly that the government is expecting charity and philanthropy to save the arts. Now, also segueing neatly. <sighs> we're talking. We are talking, talking politics. About politics again. But this. This is timely. I'm very cross about this. Very. I'm cross. very very cross about this. This is the industry that we both work in. Thinking of how it's impacting people, our, my, my other colleagues, John and Jay of Nine yeah. Barrow, have yeah. they've put together a huge charity push with uh, a single that they've, well, it's something they've released before, but this has been released in a brand new way, and it's to support um, the charity Mind, which obviously at this point, people's mental health has really been struck, not just because, for example, in the arts sector, we've potentially lost a year of income, for example, or work, or just a well, year more, of being more, out more doing than what that. we do. Yeah, it is more. Yeah. But everyone has been impacted. So was, yeah, yeah. This is huge. But they've done an incredible job. Yeah. I think they already hit their first target of £5,000 for the charity. And they set themselves the goal of getting all the way to 10. I'm not sure if they're, they're close to that just yet, but I can't imagine it will take them long. Well, I did. I, I actually did, um, I went and made a donation when I downloaded the track. You can download the track for free on their website in exchange for a donation if you can afford and so desire. You can send a donation. Amazing. Um, and so I did because we're playing the, their song and music isn't free. No. Music is not free. Someone out there a lot of money to puts make. a lot of time and effort into producing almost everything we hear. doesn't matter if it's a synthesized piece somewhere. Someone has devised that. A musician has put that together somewhere. Yeah, so they're, they're trying to raise £10,000 and they, they so far they're on 7000 Wow, okay, amazing. So they've well overshot yeah. the first goal, which is brilliant, really, because yeah. it's much needed. Yeah, so... So the track itself, we've we've heard before, this was on a previous album, but we've not heard it quite like this. Certainly, I think it might have happened live before, but this is a, a lovely recorded version uh, from Isolation with with singers replacing the string parts that you might have heard recorded before. Uh, all wonderfully mixed by, by Mark, who's done a lot of the work on that album as well, if you wanted any information on that too. And it features, features two choirs. Um, the Heart Voices and the Chantry Singers. Try and get that right. Yeah, that is, yeah. Right. And uh, it's all been composed, or their parts have been composed by Roy Rashbrook. Um, yeah, so the, again, this is all going towards charity, but this is a lovely version of The Hour of the Blackbird. Oh. 
So um, Nine Barrow are doing another live stream tomorrow, the 6th of June. So that'll be their third proper pro setup in their dining room. And you get the full show. Yeah. Lighting, proper sound, interval. They were they were working the other night. I was chatting to them and they were and John was working on improving the sound further. <laughs> it's it's good enough, John. You can leave it there. You're doing a good job. <laughs> Just enjoy the performance. Yeah. But oh, credit to them though. They, they yeah, and they get a huge number of people watching them. So you know, good for them. Yes, actually, I did find out that um, one of their listeners had set herself up with kind of like a support act. So she was playing a very particular album. Uh, as she was waiting for the Nine Barrow show to begin, and it was my my old trio, Kadia, that she was <laughs> listening to over some cheese and wine. <laughs> yeah, so they've got their own Facebook group too. If anyone wants to go and join the Barrow Boards Facebook group, and you can all share your Nine Barrow listening experience, it's like a watch party. We are massively digressing we are, at this we point. Are. <laughs> We're recording this on the 25th of May and it's only in the last week that anybody has started talking in public about the impact on the arts and our venues and arts organisations. And if you're listening to us, that's, that's us. Crisis. That's people like us that are... Yeah, we both impacted. work in that industry and both of us are getting zero P support from the government. Yep. And all of the support looks like it's going to end at some point in the next few months. And we have no end in sight for when venues are going to open again. Not yet. So, yeah, we people need to talk about this. On Question Time the other night, there was a question about support for theatres. And there was a, a chap on there who writes for theatre and TV. And he shared the statistic for every pound that's invested in the arts five pounds comes back into the economy so it's a no-brainer why would you not invest in that that's a that's a dead sir investment yeah anyway should we introduce our gins at this point Oh yes it's <laughs> probably why i'm so riled up we've actually both got some rather special gins yes we have invested in new new gins our gins are actually supporting people uh, or something in the lockdown anyway they're supporting hedgehogs Yay, my favourite thing. I'm actually putting hedgehog charities in my will. Cool. It's really important. <laughs> it's well, <yeah>. really important. <laughs> and the gin, actually very nice as well. I went for a, a gooseberry gin and it's um, going down a treat with my Mediterranean tonic. Yeah, so um, these are hedge pig gins um, and I've gone for the Cambridge Gage, which is named from a for a, a green gauge that was cultivated by somebody who lives in Bury St Edmunds which is where I grew up ah. and where my parents still live which is why I chose this one we should put the link for these gins in the podcast um information yeah we totally well. should yeah and they and they and for every bottle you buy they donate 50p to the British Hedgehog Preservation Society perfect and I'm I'm drinking mine with um Prosecco as is customary during lockdown <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have gotten through a fair bit of mine already, actually, since it's arrived. <laughs> That's become a new lockdown custom, but there's nothing wrong with that. Small pleasures. <laughs> Should we play some more music? We have rambled on a lot in this podcast. Yes. There's been a lot of ram rambling and quite a lot of ranting, too. What have we got next? What have we got? So next up, we've got um, a track from an Irish quartet um, called The Ha. Um, it's a track called The King's Shilling. This has got an interesting collaboration. So it's um, <laughs> my cat meowing in, in, the in the background. Yeah. <laughs> so it's um, traditional Irish singer Molly Donnery um, uh, working with Cormac Byrne, um, Adam Summerhays and Murray Granger. So the idea behind this project is um, to record traditional Irish songs um, which tackle love, poverty and oppression. 
and um, it's a very improvised thing. Um, and the name, the Ha, is it's the name of a sea mist that rolls in off the coast in Ireland. Oh, that's pretty. Um, yeah, so it's sort of uh, there's um, this sense of sort of fleetingness and intangibility, but oppression, but also lightness at the same time. And I think that does come through in the music. Um, so the track we have chosen is called The King Shilling.
Now, our next track comes from Lizzie Hardingham, and it's actually, it will have been released just a few days before this uh, this podcast arrives with you. So this is definitely very, very new music. And uh, thinking on music on a global theme, or like this this one really is truly global. This, this takes into account the seven major seas and oceans across the globe. And the songs, it's a mix of traditional contemporary songs on this album. And we've got sea shanties and there's songs that have come from kind of like the American back catalogue and obviously Lizzie's self-pen songs uh, spread within them. And they sit perfectly against each other. And the thing that really pulls this whole album together is her amazing voice, it has to be said. And I just, there's something about her voice in this particular song. Gone with a, a track, Shallow Brown. It just really, it's set off against the backing of this track and it's got a nice slightly moody bluesy uh couple of notes that she hits here and there but she's taken what is really it's basically a sea shanty and turned it into what i think is a really respectable respectable song with a really nice vibe it's just got a really nice feeling but the whole thing it's a really diverse album but all held together like i say by her wonderful voice so yeah i could actually carry on about this for a long time i've really really enjoyed <laughs> listening to it i wrote a review of the album and i've just loved it from start to finish uh but this mm, is she's a great singer it, she is absolutely wonderful um, it's Lizzie Hardingham. You should definitely go and buy it. Uh, the album is Seven, and this track is Shallow Brown. Across that stormy water, 
Following on uh, from Lizzie there with Shallow Brown, and that's that's a really recent release, uh, we've got some music from Ellie Gowers. And I really enjoyed the production on this track because it starts off kind of, it's almost, I don't know, reminiscent of a sort of cinematic apocalypse. It's, it's a big sound, <laughs> but it's got this wonderful bleak quality and slightly eerie nature. And it, it really complements the lyrics as it goes through the song as well. It's, it's really interesting uh, the way it's all come together. The, the track itself is Against the Tide, and uh, we've actually pulled this one in because uh, it's appearing on the, the latest Fatia download. Yes. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Do you know the name of that one? Our latest one? It's called Beats. Beats. It's called Beats. It's the summer, summer Fatia collection, which is a, collect, a quarterly collection of um, emerging talent that um, Fatia magazine put together, which you can go to their website. Um, to download fateershowcasesessions.co.uk Haven't you heard there's a new wave on its way Haven't you heard there's a tornado ripping up its path I wouldn't fight it if I were you And it goes down, down, down To our core This treatise we make on our own Finds what we're for And it goes down, down, down Into our Wasting our time 
So after mm-hmm. after Ellie, that was uh, Ellie Gowers with Against the Tide. I, yeah, actually, really brings to mind the Civil Wars for me. The quality of the vocal and some of the writing there, I really like that. Uh, but what have we got next? Next, we have got um, this is another interesting project. Um, they've been um, doing live streams with a chicken <laughs> what? Um, during <laughs> lockdown. Um, <laughs> this is a duo called um, the Cider House Rebellion. And um, they're an uh, improv duo and they have found a way uh, during lockdown to to play, improvise together in real time remotely. They've rewired their phone lines in some way to get rid of the lag so they can hear each other in real time. And they've released a series of um, videos on Facebook um, called the Insider Sessions. (laughs) And they've now gone to the outside the sessions. Now we're actually allowed to go out and meet another human. 
Um, and there's this chicken called Jack Bird who stars <laughs> in them. <laughs> I like it. Um, and um, so they, they've released the second, the second album. This is from them, um, the Insider Sessions. It's a limited edition of 100 numbered CDs, um, 12 original and traditional tunes um, created during lockdown. This is a track called Moo Chew, which I think sounds like a Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> what's the cat the big the cat pokemon called Mew, mewtwo. mewtwo yeah mewtwo mewtwo <laughs> the really elusive one that no one ever could, could catch on the, on the game yes <laughs> mewtwo is what the three-year-old son of one of the band members calls music mewtwo oh okay mewtwo yeah <laughs>
So let's get back on the political rant, shall we? 550 grassroots music venues in the UK are under threat of closure because of this crisis. So the Music Venues Trust represents 800 um, grassroots music venues. So 550 of their members might not be here on the other side of this. It is working. um, Supporting them is making a difference, though. They have managed to... Yeah. For now, they have, as they've said, their wording is careful because for now they've managed to save some of these venues. But the longer yeah, this goes we don't on, know the harder when, it gets. Yeah, there's no end in sight. There's no reopen date for us. Um, so they've launched a campaign called Save Our Venues. They've raised over a million pounds so far. So they've got a central fund and then all of their member venues have got their own crowdfunder campaigns going. And since it started, I think they've what, two weeks in and they've raised over a million pounds and 140 venues are now off the at-risk list. Somewhere as well. For the time they, being. they published uh, a response from someone who works at one of these venues. Who, Well, I say works. They're a volunteer, elderly volunteer, retired um, lady. And she was saying, you know, as much as a lot of people are being dimply, deeply impacted because they work at the venue or they're artists who perform at these venues, she was talking about the team of volunteers she works with for whom it's kind of like it's their social lifeline. It's their sense of community yeah. being there. She said there's so many people that get forgotten when you yeah. blanket don't look after the arts. Yeah. And actually, the, one of the invisible casualties of all this will be the folk clubs, the informal organisations that run on a volunteer basis out of a function room in a working men's club or a hotel or a, a pub back room. And there's no register of them. There's nobody fundraising for them. They're run by older people with an older audience who are obviously at the most vulnerable age group in all this. And they'll just disappear and never come back. And it's such and that, an important that, thing, not just for the cultural yeah. aspect of it, but it's social as well. It's It brings people together. Yeah. yeah, and for artists, emerging artists starting out, it's the first place you go to play your yeah. first live experiences. So where will you go to do that when they're not there? (laughs) In a a weird kind of fitting way as well, this next artist is the last artist that I actually saw in real life before lockdown, on on the eve of lockdown, essentially. She was the last live gig I was able to attend. Yeah, like the week before lockdown. It was literally the weekend before lockdown, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, so this is Emily Barker. Um, and she's singing a Billy Bragg song called Can't Be There Today, which is just absolutely beautiful and will make you cry. Uh, it's the only lockdown song you need to hear at all. It uh, it snuck up on me because it's on an album um, called Relay, um, which is a project that's been put together where artists cover each other's songs. And it's a charity album um, to support the Music Venues Trust. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, let's have a listen. So it's Emily Barker with Can't Be There Today. Shut down. I want to come. 
that sums it up I think yeah it's weird um because I, I work from home and I live alone so I feel like I'm in a little bubble and there's I have to keep reminding myself that there's this thing going on out in the real world because my day-to-day aside from not having any work to do anymore <laughs> <laughs> um like my you know my personal circumstances haven't really changed that much or even just the first couple of lines of, of the very first verse and I can think of a handful of people in my immediate circle who've probably ticked all three of those things off like yeah for well us, my cousin was supposed to be getting married exactly <laughs> she's postponing it twice now uh, the wedding's off <laughs> posters for gigs that'll never happen again yeah. yes yeah yeah well thinking of posters so, for gigs that will never happen obviously we don't have a gig listing again this month because no one is coming to visit no. our venues even if well hopefully they're still there actually i mean i know just a little bit further up the road from us in Southampton, there's already a handful of theatre venues that have had to close their doors. Yeah, um, there's quite a few that have announced administration. Yeah, but then on the upside, I've spoken to a few art centres in the last few days who are very optimistic about survival. So there yeah. will be some venues. We've got to be hopeful. There are people out there who are really kind of geared up to to really fight this and and get going and have yeah. some performances and culture and community again, which is amazing. 
but and there's some really creative things going on as well like um there's in denmark they would do they did some drive-in concerts i think they've happened in australia and america yes, as well yeah. uh, i saw some youtube um, clips of something similar um uh, they, yeah, it was actually the clip was because they had to sure. ban a driver because they were in an open top car and that wasn't quite the uh, the spirit of things. <laughs> they they came back with the roof up later with a big grin on their face. So. <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure that a driving does a driving concert work because you listen to it on your radio. Like it's not somebody there with a massive festival rig that can broadcast loud enough sound you want to be next to that car owned by like some some teenager who's just got a really souped up sound system that you can feel through the ground <laughs> uh, but actually thinking it's of the danish co- kind of cottoning onto this um that's where i found our next track i've instead of waiting for the geese to come to us i've had a bit of a virtual tour of everywhere else uh, and i've been okay. listening to folk from everywhere but a lot of european folk actually scandy folk well we do like the we do like the scandies don't we yes well mm. You, you heard some great mm. stuff when you were over at the, the Norwegian festival. <laughs> that just didn't register, did it? <laughs> I, I shan't oh, go. Oh, now you're that. thinking about Vikings, yeah. aren't you? <laughs> the TV show. Uh, of, yeah, so, yeah, great piece. Um. Anyway, tell us about this 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 tune that you found. Oh, I like it. Um, if I had to describe, I've listened to quite a lot of her stuff since kind of coming across her music probably about a month ago, actually. Uh, early, or, well, sort of early in lockdown, I suppose. And I'd say she's a bit like uh, Patrick Wolf in that she's a little bit kind of indie, experimental, off the wall. Uh, and there's like a, an academic undertone to what she does. She's a, a classical musician who is also heavily influenced by folk music from all of Scandinavia. Um, and I, I really like this particular track. This is a reasonably new one for her, I think. But it's it's really... They've close mic to the piano, so you can hear all the hammers knocking against the strings, which I really like. It makes it very, I don't know, very intimate. And there's a lot of air and a lot of breath in it. And the thing that might be lost on some of our listeners on the podcast, granted, is the lyrics. But they are beautiful, and they are telling of this moment of stillness that that could be captured with the arrival it seems of this particular chap i will admit i'm not great on my tenses so he may have arrived or may be leaving at this point <laughs> but the the little frames the little images she paints are still really beautiful and i think the recording the production of it captures that sense of stillness and waiting as well uh, but the lady's name she's uh, a of him and uh, you'll probably be able to spot that as somewhere in one of our playlist uh, posts if you actually want to go and find her. And the song is Han Komme Ind, which is He Comes In. Klangen und wer 
That's lovely. I really, really like that. Yeah, I just, it just feels really close, really up close to everything that's going on and there's a lot of breath in it. Yeah. It is really beautiful. It's a very intimate sound. Yeah, I, I'm sure, yeah. Oh, I think somewhere on our website, if anyone really is interested, there's a translation of some of the lyrics as well, which does a better job, obviously, than, than me because she does speak English wonderfully as well. Uh, but it's this idea like <laughs> migrating birds swishing by and silent thoughts and time standing still and very poetic very pretty mm. now carrying on my little jaunt i went a bit further north in my listening um but these guys i mean i've had a bit of an americana thing going on it seems over the last couple of months and they are norwegian <laughs> as a duo uh, but they've spent quite a few years working i don't know if they lived in Aust uh, america rather but they've they've worked in america extensively toured and it's definitely impacted their sound. And they sing in English as well. So this one might be a bit easier. Uh, the duo, they're called Darling West. And uh, 
uh, I've picked this particular track because they very recently released a live uh, version of it recorded in this beautiful forest. And at the moment, I'm just drawn to anything with outside spaces in. Um, mm. But going through <laughs> their their album, a lot of the ethos behind it is it's positive. There's there's definitely an underlying kind of uplifting cheeriness to a lot of what they try and produce, and they do that consciously. That's that's a real drive for them. They said traveling around and touring really inspired them because they just kept meeting wonderful people and seeing that there were lots of great things in the world. So uh, hopefully the ability to tour will come back at some point soon. <laughs> Political, <laughs> but um, <laughs> this this track uh, from Darling West. This is Hey There.
with that, so we, we went north into Norway, and uh, we're going to step across the border into Sweden with a trio. And I was really drawn to these guys because they reminded me a little bit of kind of the textures you get in Spyro's music and to some extent the Nordic Fiddler's Block. And I think these guys, I was confused when I watched one of their videos because I'm terrible at these. I'm never sure if it's like a mandocello or something, but it's a sitern. I did learn that. And accordion and fiddle. So there's three of them. And it's just they, they make such a big sound for three people. I think this is actually a very recent set of uh, pieces as well that they've put together because uh, of course they, they'd won an award that I'd never heard of but have now been enlightened on they'd won the European Folk Award I think it was uh, held in Germany this was last year that they won this okay is that closed to British people then well, probably is now I don't know are we still going to be part of Eurovision <laughs> <laughs> well we're still part of Europe even though we're not part of the European Union Australia's part of Eurovision that's true they're Commonwealth aren't being they? in Europe has anything to do with it anymore <laughs> Well, maybe, therefore, I might have a, a hope of winning a European Folk Award one day. Who knows? Mm. Especially if you go and live in Scandinavia. Yeah. I'd say anywhere other than Britain is looking quite appealing at the moment. Well, I think my Norwegian might get me through. My Swedish, not so much. And my Danish, clearly, my tenses aren't what they should be. Uh, but these guys, these Swedish, like I could just about stretch to Swedish. Uh, this is Trio Wolski. And um, I really like this one because it's got some weird kind of modal melodies that hop in like these unexpected moments where it suddenly bursts into a major key and it's really kind of bright quite driving and cheery uh, even though the song itself is called <laughs> The Wicked One Thank you. 
but that's a it's a slightly different mood to to the last few pieces that we have for this podcast nearly the yeah. end you'll be so, saying but you've rambled on for, yeah. for so long <laughs> we have talked quite a lot um but we're, i'm i'm actually really quite angry at the moment yeah. it's it's stuff and, that hopefully um, um, you can understand listeners mm. that it it has to be said now and but stuff is happening now like the music venues trust are part of the consultation process so the task force that the culture secretary announced um my concern with that was that it seemed to be just looking at the elite end of things there were people and organizations that were named were just at the elite end of it but the music venues trust which represents the grassroots venues lots not just in the folk world but you know across the board mm -hmm. um they are actually involved in the consultation process so there is but you know they're just sitting around chatting we're 10 weeks in venues have already d gone into administration how long are they going to be talking and what are they actually going to do anyway we're into festival season now and technically yeah so lots of festivals have cancelled already um this autumn festivals are still in the diary so we live in hope that maybe they might happen but this month folk on the key should have happened our local festival on pool key free free festival um pool tourism and the local council support it um so it brings lots of people down to pool key and is really important for the economy of that part of the town um so should we play a track from somebody that was going to play yes yeah in fact, it was going to be the last Inklings, your band. It was going to be your debut festival performance, wasn't it, Folk it on the was, Key? It was, it was. Your I first ever festival performance. See, and it, Folk on the Key is that perfect weekend that also coincides with a, a birthday excuse to drink gin in copious amounts as well. It's everything <laughs> we look for in a good festival. Yes. And yeah. it's run by some lovely people who are our kind of, our local festival organisers who have supported us it's just in huge huge ways throughout the last well probably yeah. seven seven or eight years so we we owe them a big debt and yeah. it's a real shame to see this not going ahead okay so it's from katie spencer she's released um a live ep um during lockdown um i guess a response to not having any gigs in the diary um it's called live at acoustic roots um it was recorded in february at the acoustic roots club in wigan five track EP and this is a track called Drinking the Same Water.
so yeah we're gonna end on a track that i've been a little bit obsessed with like in the height of lockdown when i was listening to half moon run i was also listening to this as well and it's not about lockdown but it's about a, a real life event i remember this happening where um, a stowaway fell from a plane as it's um it was coming into land at heathrow yeah um and just some of the imagery in the song just feels like it's relevant to what's happening at the moment, like the irrelevance of the triviality of day-to-day life when there's this huge life-changing thing going on and then set against the fact that we're just like specks of dust in the universe as well. And it's <laughs> like yeah. layers of like irrelevance. <laughs> it's kind of bleak. But I, do, I, <laughs> I might start reading some, <laughs> some nihilism later. <laughs> Yeah, well, is it depressing? Is no, it a depressing song? Sometimes you do have to take a step back and things like this can remind you that some things really aren't that important. Yeah, it's a song about perspective, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, so this is Will Varley um, with The Man Who Fell to Earth. A new star is born in the stillness of morning The edge of the universe Time is expanding its endless is love Infinitely small Lights in the darkness, no reason at all. Billions of years away, half moons are sharing glasses of wine. With asteroids passing, the galaxy wakes on the wrong side of space. Gravity laughs in reality's face. Somewhere there, like dust in the air, a sphere is drifting too slowly to bear and clinging on tightly rocks and stones the parasites calling this dust its own another second of another day in this corner of space in this dark cold universe this world that I'm living in makes no sense to me I'm still dreaming about the man who fell to earth. A baby is born in the stillness of morning, ten minutes past five. They declared him alive as tears roll down his mother's cheeks. And a midwife breathes a sigh of relief. While just down the road, the last of the drunks make their way home to pass out on the bus. While the first of the businessmen, shirts and ties, get ready to sell some more of their lives. In the newspaper offices, lights are still on. They've been up all night waiting for things to go wrong. Nobody saw as the wheels came down. A young man silently fall to the ground. In the houses they're turning on lights But in blindfolds over their eyes Getting ready for another day at work This illusion that I'm living in Makes no sense to me I'm still dreaming about the
Body is found in the stillness of morning. A priest in the street calls out a warning. Somewhere above London, an air hostess stands. A 747 is coming into line. A farmer started her work for the day. Somehow she knows that something has changed. Down in the fields, she dreams of her son. Back to the day when his journey begun. An eagle is searching for food in the spring. A sperm whale sleeps while a hummingbird sings. A lover is waiting for news by the phone. Out in the fields, a cold wind blows. Across the world, there's flashes of light. They've been bombing the city all. In the end, what's it all worth? This simulation that I'm living in makes no sense to me. I'm still dreaming about the man who fell to earth. Traveling across some skin, molecules of water and sodium spin. Atoms are shaking so infinitely small, just lights in the darkness, no reason at 